Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Monday. Grand Forks Mayor Brandon Bochensky in the house today. We'll be talking with him in just a couple of minutes. Our show today, by the way, is brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. All right, if you have any questions or comments for Mayor Bochensky, our phone number is 701-213-0863. Again, 701-213-0863. Feel free to text or call, all right? Well, before we get too much further into the show, it is time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go, Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me, and I'm going to tell you this right now. This joke is horrible um i got a new email explaining how to read maps backwards got this new email today explaining how to read maps backwards it was spam okay maps backwards is spam all right (laughs) i told you it was gonna suck uh let's see i got one more thing i want to go through here um tell you what if you want to win a pair of tickets to the midsummer gone country music fest uh let's see this is coming up what town is this again we don't have a whole lot of information here uh there we go monaga uh it's june 1st through the third gonna be 14 uh hit country music acts playing over three days we're talking blackhawk colt ford east corbin so many more now here's what you have to do if you want to win passes uh just between now and the end of this show Go over to gfbestsource.com and hit the Contact Us link at the top of the webpage. Leave us your name, your phone number, address, and a message stating, I want those tickets, and you'll be entered to win. We'll randomly choose a winner to announce sometime at the end of the show today. So again, uh, Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest in Monaga, June 1st through the 3rd. we got a pair of tickets. These things are worth like $300. So uh, go ahead. Maybe you'll get uh, lucky enough. All right, here we go. Mayor Bochetsky, how are you, man? I'm doing well. It's been a little while, but happy to be here. Yeah, good. Um, how's your summer going since well, we finally have it now? What have we had? Two weeks of it? Or no, not even? That, yeah. yeah, maybe three or four <laughs> days of it. It's been good. Mostly just on yard work, trying to oh, repair all the brown uh, patches. So mm-hmm. I'm doing that all weekend. Yeah. Are you uh, like a lake guy? Do you guys do anything in the summer and the weekends? Or When I was a kid, we did a lot. We do have a cabin. I did, I really haven't been there much the last couple of years. I like to fish, so mm-hmm. you know that's that's my, my escape. Get to go fishing out on the boat, shut the mind off, and yeah. cast, try to catch a, a big mouth bass. That's yeah. my... Uh, Oh, you're one of those bass guys, huh? Yeah, you know, I like to jig fish for bass. I'm not much sure. of a rapper. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, kids, they doing any summer sports? Oh, where do we start? Uh, daughter's doing <laughs> lacrosse, track, oh, and boy. volleyball uh, all at the same time, pretty much. And the, the boys are doing soccer, and they just ended spring hockey. So I haven't really been in town. This is the first weekend in a while. I've been doing the, the tour of uh, you know Winnipeg, Sioux sure. Falls, Fargo, Minneapolis. So finally back in Grand Forks for a weekend, which was nice. Yeah, how are things going up north, eh? Canada's, you know, Winnipeg. I've um, been there in so long. I remember it differently when I was a kid, and I don't want to throw shade on them, but uh, Winnipeg is not the, a great looking city. These it's days. dirty. Some more. It, yeah. it is. It's kind of dirty looking. Um, that's being overly nice. Uh, yeah. It's. Uh, <laughs> I was happy to get out of there. We had uh, our, our group that we were with for the. It was a hockey tournament up there, and 
six of the uh, dozen or so of us that were parked there had their cars keyed. So oh, in the no. Of the night, somebody trashed a bunch of our cars, which is great. Um, I didn't know people still did that. I mean, what a. Welcome to Canada. Yeah, that. Exactly. You know what? I know a lot of people from up there, and they're good people. That's that's just too bad that that's happening. Um, all right, let's talk about what we're going to talk about here. Uh, let's see. The first state of the city address since 2020 was last week. Uh, how did that go for you? I mean, I did see some of the clips. First one in person, so we did a virtual one before, and then it was mm-hmm. just me to a camera. So it was nice to have one with uh, with an audience there and to get some feedback. Um, it was good. I think the event went really well. It was great to have uh, some of our community partners with the university, the base, um, and all true having their reps out there on the stage. So I, th- I thought that that was good. I mean, that's not the kind of stuff. I, I don't look forward to those types of events. I kind of mm, like right. to get through them. So you make the most of them, but I'd rather just get back to work on, on the budget and on other things. So it's kind of one of those things I get through, but I, I think it turned out pretty well. You don't like being the center of attention, do you? I really don't. I think it's it's kind of an odd dichotomy because being in sports, you know, you're out, you're, you're obviously mm-hmm. you're there, but you're kind of wearing a helmet. You're doing your thing. It's your art. It's your craft. It's not a whole lot different when you're in the, the political arena. You're just trying to get the work done. But uh, yeah, I, I I generally just like to be behind the scenes. But I suppose when you're the mayor, you kind of gotta every now and then <laughs> forward face the community and be a good oh, uh, sure. representation for sure. us. Sure. And uh, we are going to talk a little bit about hockey towards the end of the show. That is for sure. You know, um, this winter, it was um, very trying for a lot of people. Uh, I mean, basically it was funny. I'm, I'm mowing now for the second time this year and I still have a little bit of snow in one of my tree lines. It's crazy. But when you look at how much snow, I think it was 85.2 inches officially or whatever in Grand Forks. That is a lot of snow to move. It's a lot of snow to pile and then get rid of those piles. But, you know, people, you're always going to have people that aren't happy. Um, I'm going to say this right now. I did not hear a lot of complaints about snow removal in the city of Grand Forks this year. I thought it went pretty good. Your thoughts? Our public works team did a phenomenal job. They did uh, citywide plowing nine different times. I mean, you're always going to have the complaints. We don't have the the driveway gates. you got to take care of that. That's Mm -hmm. always a problem. But that's the second most snow in city's history. Yeah. So not only did they they perform well, obviously did a lot of damage to the streets too, but not only did they perform uh, phenomenally well and put in a lot of hours, but uh, our flood protection system worked great again. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was obviously kind of worked out. It was a little bit dry in the fall, so we absorbed a lot of that. Um, but no was, frost. No, the frost wasn't. We had that that cycle where we didn't have a seventy degree mm-hmm. day. All of a sudden, it didn't test us. And getting just to sit back and turning those twelve pumps on and and you know letting the the, the flood protection system do its job, it's it's pretty amazing. I was getting calls from <clears throat> people out of state, and it's like, okay, uh, what bridge are you driving on now? Because I'm sure, and I'm just like. No, they're they're all open. Well, with all this snow, and I'm like, yeah. you know what? I bet you we don't see forty. I stuck with the forty foot mark. Yep. And we we didn't hit forty one, but I think we hit forty point like forty point nine or yeah, something. So you were yeah. still we'll, we'll give it to you. And and I thought, you know, my goodness, uh, what a great year. Yeah. Uh, I, I know guys are probably going to be on the river today. Are they getting out? I was going to uh, wonder when I, Brad was getting out there. Oh yeah, so. I, they, they were already sending me pictures of uh, what the north ramp looks like, and it looks pretty yeah. darn good. So uh, we were supposed to start fishing league on Wednesday. I think we're going to put it back one more week just, just to be on the safe side. But, uh, again, hats off to the city and, and all of these people uh, for what a great year of uh, snow removal. Um, you know, the only complaints I heard were some of the ginormous mountains in parking lots. Yeah. But um, – you know what? At least you could get to that parking lot. Well, and those are on private property, and the city does sure. the best they could to clear out public right-of-ways. And, and with that, they did move almost 10,000 loads of snow. So, Isn't I mean, that you crazy? think about 10-ton trucks, uh, dump trucks, you know, constantly going. That's a lot of work on top of the plow drivers. Uh, so, they, yeah, I can't I give my hats off to them. They did a great job. 32nd Avenue. Holy, what a shit show. 
Hey, <laughs> let's talk about the beauty of that. Um, not the beauty of it, but the, it's the, better than it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, well, and that was the problem, and we had to try to tell everybody when the when it was cold and, and you couldn't get those millings to stick and yeah, it kept popping can't. up. It was just a dirty mess. Finally, mm-hmm. we got DOT to give us the, the permission to shut down a lane for a little while, which was good. And essentially, the first night we had where it didn't fall below freezing, mm-hmm. which meant none of the stuff yep. was popping out, it's been in good shape. But that road actually uh, was originally planned to be resurfaced and re, um, done um, in 2025. And mm-hmm. last year, we said we had a little bit extra funds. We pushed DOT, let's get this done sooner. So actually, it's going to get done this summer. Otherwise, we'd be dealing with that for another two years. Oh, um, for sure. I know. So, so that'll get done this summer. It'll be in great shape. Um, and that bid came in pretty high, but our local share is, is so small. So for only about $400,000, we're going to get that whole strip redone basically from the interstate. And there's a few spots that have been done, but basically the interstate all the way to Washington is going to look great come the end of summer. You know, if uh, we do get that new bridge in and uh, a new thing off of 47th, that's going to help save 32nd Avenue. But like uh, Forrest Paul says, you know, uh, people around here, they, they like to hear themselves complain. They're either going to complain about getting the streets scraped in the winter or uh, complain about potholes in the summer. It, it um, There are people like that, though. I, I mean... It's a balance. It's an American pastime. It's right up there with baseball. We like to complain. I always talk about, uh, you know, when I played hockey, we had we were pampered. You know, we'd go on an airplane and, and you'd, you know, you're, it was a private plane and yep. they'd be feeding you steak and guys would still be complaining that the steak wasn't prepared right. And I'm like, guys, oh my really? God. So that's American pastime, but it's, you know, you, you know, and then you get roads. Obviously, we've got roads getting worked on right now that, that hinder traffic and in front of some businesses. So you always got to deal with wanting to get the roads fixed, but, uh, you know, nobody wants the roads to be out either. So, mm-hmm. they, you know, so it's, it's always a you know constant battle but uh, i think we're doing a decent job at it um you know i know the potholes are really bad this year we got a crew that that goes around constantly we had the truck go down for a little bit luckily that's when it was was still freezing now they got that going again so uh, they're getting around town and we just got to keep plugging away one road at a time you know i was reading the um, herald on saturday um grant forks to get uh 100 million dollars or whatever from the state um it, it not really (laughs) <laughs> people are thinking, oh, great, we won't have a problem anymore, you know, all this. It's not really like it sounds, though, is it? I mean, do we get $100 million? Does Burgum say, here, spend it like you want? It doesn't quite work that way, does it? Yeah, it wasn't really a blank check. Uh, uh, most of that went to, you know, you got your UAS, you got your Vantis mm-hmm. system. That took, I want to say, oh, it was around $30 million. Grand Sky got another $10 million. Then the university got, uh, um, you know, I don't know, $30, $40 million for a couple different projects. So, um, a couple of things that I would, you know, that were more in my purview and more on my radar was the, the Children's Museum. Um, that was a, a big one to get $5 million towards that. That mm-hmm. project is getting really close to, to breaking ground, and that's going to be exciting. That was talked about for decades. And then getting some extra funding for that CIA center, um, that acronym still be, <laughs> the Career and Technical Education <laughs> Center called the Career Impact Academy. We had to make yep. a special name for ours. Um, obviously, the acronym is, is a little bit uh, close to the Central sure. Intelligence Agency, but uh, um Regardless, that project should uh, should break around this fall too. That'll be great. And, and you know, the, people talk about what's the difference between that and like a Northland Community College. This is prepping those kids out of high school to get into these trades fields, whether it's welding, uh, mm-hmm. nursing, technicians, diesel mechanics. It gets kids interested early on. And when you're in high school, you can, you know, I remember being in high school. I didn't have a dollar to my name. Yeah, and yeah. you can look at, you know, I can come out of high school and be a and and maybe do a two years. And if I've already got some start in high school, I could be a diesel mechanic and make a hundred and hundred grand oh, a year yeah. coming oh, yeah. out of school as a, as a 20 year old, you know, um, and maybe do two years at a tech school or even, or even a journeyman as out of high school. And you can take care of a family, start a family pretty young with no debt. I mean, mm-hmm. that's an attractive thing for a lot of people it would have been really attractive for me. And 
That's why we're starting them early, getting them exposed to that while they're still in high school. Right, right. And and you also leave out the fact that, um, you know, student loans and all of that stuff. I mean, I'm a graduate and alum of trade school, of a tech school. Um, I went to work the day I graduated. I started working full time. And you are right. When you see what plumbers and electricians and mechanics and carpenters are making nowadays, um, man, I tell you what, you can make a buttload of money at a very young age. Uh, and have your degree that you probably will use. Because uh, I know a lot of people with four-year degrees that took them five or six years to get, and they're not even close to using them. Yeah, well, sometimes, you know, you get some of these advanced degrees and the, the uh, you know, the areas that you can even work are so limited that, mm-hmm. that there's only a few people in the world. And they might be high paying, but you're going to have a degree you're not going to use. And you got $100,000 or 150000 in debt. Yeah. You got to climb out of that for a decade or more. Sure. Um, starting off at scratch and, and, and being able to have a – a start a family young. I, I don't know. And, and not to mention those trades are sorely needed. So oh, on yes, top of everything are. else that it benefits you, it benefits the general society. You know, it's funny because uh, you go into the bathrooms that have the, the writing on the wall, you know, the advertising on the walls. Um, almost, I bet you 90% of them are companies seeking workers. And 90% of those are probably in the trades that we're talking about right now. Uh, these are the ones that are really shorthanded and need some help. Either that or just basic skills for manufacturing. So I think between those two, I mean, even a manufacturing job, essentially with no experience, you can get 22, 23, 24 bucks an hour at yeah. an LM, Cirrus, uh, the mill, oh, yeah. a lot of different places. And then a couple of years, you're making 30 bucks an hour. And you know, if you, uh, that's a $55,000, job. With benefits. Can, yeah, with great benefits. Yeah. So, between those two, I think uh, there's a lot of opportunity for, for youth these, these days that wasn't necessarily there for us or at mm-hmm. least wasn't as easy. Yeah, and people got to realize, too, when you get those benefits like that, that's worth another 5 to $7 an hour yeah. you know, for some benefits. When you talk about um, uh, the, the Children's Museum and I know Aquatic Center we're talking about, um, where is this going to go or where are we hoping for? Well, the Children's Museum, uh, all true donated land, uh, just um, – uh, just to the west side of Choice Health and Fitness. So that's where okay. that site would be. If the aquatic center happens, it makes the most sense because you've got a lot of the mechanics. You've already got a, a you know a structure that you can share and you can share some staffing. It makes sense to do that at Choice. So you'd extend that um, to the south, to that parking lot, towards the icon there. Um, for the athletic facilities, I think um, with all of our hotels and everything set up around 42nd Avenue next to the Alaris Center, um, the city does own land to the south of the Alaris Center off 42nd. If these projects come to fruition, especially that turf and uh, court facility, I think that's a great central hub, like regional hub, so everyone mm-hmm. can get right off the interstate, stay at those hotels. Um, again, they, you know, there's a lot to, to get to the finish line on those, but I think there's uh, some value there, especially if we can get to the funding done right where it's just not impacting people because there's been enough, you know, between some of the other tax entities, there's a big burden on the on taxpayers right now, and then we're seeing um, prices, of, uh, prices of houses go up, so that raises everybody's taxes there. So it's a balance between there, creating the city we want, but also not pricing people out, especially, especially people on fixed income. So. Right, right. Uh, Brandon Bochanski, Grand Forks mayor, is in the studio today. You keep looking at your watch. You must have something going on today. They're getting, getting texts that we're putting together. Yeah. Actually, if you got, if I can do a plug right now. Go ahead. On Thursday, we're doing the uh, the mayor's prayer breakfast. So part of the National Day of Prayer, uh, we delayed ours two weeks this year because the, the scheduling didn't work out. But on Thursday uh, morning at 7.30 a.m., um, you can go, you can, you can register on Eventbrite or you can just show up, but we're going to, you'll have a free breakfast there. You're going to get to hear from uh, myself and some other community leaders, Mayor Gander, um, some prayer leaders. I think uh, Colonel Curry will be there. I think Chief Nelson will be there. 
um, giving prayers. Uh, we'll probably have seven, six or seven different prayers and, and some worship in the morning. So just celebrating the National Day of Prayer. Um, Where's know, this at? This oh, Sorry, I should probably mention that. Yeah, last year we did it at Eagles in East Grand Forks. This year it's in Grand Forks side. It's at Cloud 9. So it's right on the corner of Demers and 4th there, um, 7.30 a.m. on Thursday the 18th at Cloud 9. You know, So it's the same building. It's that Edgewood building where uh, Skies used to be, take the elevator all the way to the top. Um, and that's where it'll be. So I'm checking. They're texting me now trying to get things lined up so they keep my my watch keeps buzzing. So if I keep looking at okay. that, no, no offense. <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make sure we get that done right. So All we right. did it last year. It was a great, great showing. I mean, it, it, we had about 300 people last year. Oh, if wow. we could match that, it'd be great. So Yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, something we still need, a National Day of Prayer. Seems like people tend to forget about something that takes yeah. rather seconds of your day. You don't just need to do it one day a year or two. You can do it every day. You don't sure. have to wait till the National Day yeah. of Prayer. Keep yeah. that in mind. But and it you, is nice to have everyone come together for a day and just celebrate that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So. Absolutely right. Grand Forks Mayor Brandon Bochensky is in the studio today. Got a lot more to talk about. But right now, let's talk about CH Insurance over in East Grand Forks. Uh, they've been around for a long time. You know, they began with the goal of building an agency with the highest of principles, personalized attention and service. Uh, that's still what they do. That's their priority. They strive to give everyone who walks through their doors special attention and the best customer service possible. Their agents have a ton of experience, over 50 years of combined insurance experience. Licensed in Minnesota, North Dakota, Arizona, too, for you snowbirds out there. Contact Justin, Jody, or Tammy. The number, 218-773-0287. You know, Grand Fork's best source, we insure through CNH. Maybe you should, too. You can also stop by 1427 Central Avenue Northwest in East Grand Forks. CNH Insurance over on the east side. And again, uh, we're giving away a pair of tickets for the Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest that's in Monaga, Minnesota, June 1st through June 3rd. Man, I tell you what, 14 big country music acts playing over three days. We're talking Blackhawk, Colt Ford, Easton Corbin, so many more. Anyway, these are 300 bucks for a pair of these tickets. Here's what you need to do. Uh, get on our website, gfbestsource.com. You hit the Contact Us link at the top of the webpage. Leave your name, phone number, address, and a message saying, I want those tickets. You will be entered to win. All right? Uh, when is Yolaris making a road to the interstate? Is that ever going to happen? That uh, off 17th there, I don't see that happening. It just, it's not going to make sense. I do think with 47th get it done, getting done, that should transfer a little bit of the local traffic away from that area. But it's those those big concerts. I think we've kind of realized the Luke Holmes, the Eric Church, they're great to have. But when you get to 20,000, that really mm-hmm. overmaxes over us mm-hmm. there. The football games, everything else, we're usually okay. We got it done right. But also keep in mind, I think that underpass is really going to throw a wrench in that. So when that's getting done, that's going to be a year and a half. Uh, construction period that's going to throw a mess in that Demers 42nd Avenue uh, corridor there. But that once that's done, it'll be uh, helpful, obviously, for mm-hmm. decades into the future. You know, we had a, a roundabout argument yesterday in my household. Um, I, I was one of those guys, because I'm, I don't like change, yeah. uh, started getting roundabouts. My hometown of Thief River, they've got five of them in a mile. It, it's ridiculous. But once you start using them and figuring them out, they make so much sense. Grand Forks now starting to get a few roundabouts around. But can those ease the pressure of some of these streets? I know they can help. I mean, it's not, you know, it's a Band-Aid. It's not going to fix everything. But 
Are the roundabouts, are they kind of like the new way to go? I'm, I'm on the same page as you. Uh, we got a roundabout. I was living down in Woodbury, Minnesota. We got a roundabout there, and it took like six, eight months, a year before <laughs> yeah. people figured it out. I remember they had like flowers in the middle, and at some point, somebody just drew up straight right through the dark. They yep. did like a Daisy Dukes style, <laughs> or a Dukes of Hazard jump through the thing, and they didn't fix it forever. So you could just see the tire marks <laughs> through the bushes there. But they're efficient because, and they're safe because you're, you're always moving in the same direction. So mm-hmm. you don't have the head-ons. You don't have the, the side collisions. So, um, you know, if it's going to be an accident, they're the safest, and they're, they're the most efficient. They're a lot more efficient than stop signs or street lights. Um, that's why they do them in some areas. Some places they don't make sense. But I know downtown um, kind of at that, that fifth, uh, fifth Avenue Sorry, Fifth Street, where mm-hmm. there's that really bad intersection. I can't remember the crossroad. It's like kind of like a weird five way one. Yep, great candidate for something like that because there's just no other way to signal it to make it make sense. Mm-hmm. You know the one that's got the yield and stop and yep. yield stop, kind of right by the bus. I don't know if I'm supposed stop to stop or the, yield. Yeah. yeah, right by the bus station. Yep. You got the because uh, you can take a right to go down. Yeah, that's the way I go down. Yeah, so that's that's uh, that's one that uh, we got uh, state funding uh, for that project, which is another one. You know that takes the burden off taxpayers here. So that's a project that's getting to final design. It might end up with one of those roundabouts. Mm-hmm. That's the direction it's going. So we'll get one more to practice on. You know, the one by Discovery School seems to work pretty well. Once yeah. you figure them out, they work well. But I'm on the same page with you. It's kind of like. Well, you know, if if especially if you're anywhere near, like a few blocks away from, say, a, a, rain, a railroad track. Um, and, and I'm going to use 42nd as a great example, even though this won't be an issue once the, the underpass. But, okay, so you're, you've got traffic blocked forever to try to get across. Okay, now the train's gone. So when you get that green, yellow, red light, you've got time for, if everybody's on the ball, you might be able to get a half a dozen, 10 cars <laughs> through there, and it just keeps piling up and piling up. And pretty soon you're, you're going through five different lights, lights, cycles. you know, cycles. Yeah. yeah. Before you can get through. And, and yeah, again, I, I hate roundabouts, but once you figure them out, I, I think well, and they you are good incrementally thing. just keep moving. Like you said there, it's like a five car, then wait two minutes. Yeah. And then you're, you know, you got the person up front who, if they don't go right away on the green, you're just like, come yep. on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come yep. on. You know, and then you got the ones sneaking through the yellow light and then into yeah. the red light. And they're still, well, this guy's going to do it. I might as well just keep rolling along with them. Oh so. yeah. Um, okay. Um, Grand Forks school referendum, the vote, I believe, is that tomorrow already? Yeah, that vote will be tomorrow. You know, that one's been a lot quieter. I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see how those results go and the direction the community wants to go on that. You know, you went from an $85 million referendum that was bringing together two schools. Now you got a $79 million one that's only got the one, but it has the safety in there, aspect in there, and the, that central kitchen. So I really, you know, if you took a temperature of the community, people have been holding it close to the close to the vest. So we will see how that one uh, turns out tomorrow. I suppose we'll know by seven, eight o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. Um, is this something we really need? I mean, do we need a new? Do we need a new Valley Middle School? You know, I mean, here's the here's the issue. I think we've uh, in in our community, like any other, it's it's healthcare system and it's your schools that that really drives people to want to live there. That's that's how you you can judge a community. You can't have a great community with a horrible healthcare system and horrible schools. Mm-hmm. To me, I, I say this often, schools aren't all about buildings. It's about the teachers. Sure. It's about the staff. It's about the people that pour in. I don't remember the schools I went to, but I do remember the great teachers. Is it needed? Something has to get done with Valley. Is this the right price tag? It's uh, A lot of people like it better than the last one. Is it is it needed? Could it have been rebuilt? I'm probably leaning more towards rebuilding things just mm-hmm. because I think you've got bones there that you can use, but that building is tight too. You know, you sure. don't have the open corridor. So Valley does need to get done. Is this the right price tag? 
that's the tough question. I, I don't know if I got a good answer for that. You know, and you, you think of something like, well, you know, this school was built in the 70s. Well, to me, I keep thinking for some reason the 70s wasn't that long ago, but then I realize how freaking old I'm getting, and the 70s was a long time ago. But it just seems to me like these buildings should last a little longer. But, it's, you know. Yeah. It, I mean, schooling is a little bit different than it is now. But, I mean, it, cities, they're bigger cities, older cities have these schools, and you just deal with it. You know, you – you have tighter corridors and older buildings, and now, I mean, the important thing is if it does get built, it has to get done so it's going to last 100 years. I mean, that, that's just what has to happen because you can't have buildings only lasting 50 that you put this much money into. Sure, sure. Um, the jail, I know, I know this doesn't have any, much to do with, with uh, well, it's county stuff, but um, yeah. that's kind of turning into a kind of a crap show, isn't it? Well, you'll have to get Mark Rustad on to talk about that one. I know oh, we have. interesting <laughs> that, you know, you probably want to make sure you got the, all the land secure. It looks like the fair board owns part of the land that they want to build on. So they that'll do. be interesting. Um, there's some ponding stuff that the city's going to have to help out with just to make sure that it's all in compliance. So, uh, yeah, you know, you can, you're going to get different opinions on that. I know Mark's got a different opinion on it. Now, well, I know Mark's different than Bob Rost is. Yeah. And, and, but, you know, last week um, I happened to be sitting in the broken drum with my wife. And um, all of a sudden here come the guys with the green vest come running through the door. Here they nailed a big gas line over there and some other cut some other lines and stuff. So they made them shut down their kitchen and all that stuff. But it happens. It's always something. And yeah, you know, you know, it's crazy. I'll tell you, you know, when these guys come, these Excel guys, if they ever, if there's ever, ever a gas on, these guys are so professional. Oh, yeah. I remember this was a number of years ago that I was there was some gas thing that that had gone wrong. They come flying and they get it taken care of. And okay, there was recently a gas leak. You got a guy that fixed it who's sitting in the hole smoking. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's comfortable that the thing's good now because <laughs> it just shows how dialed in those guys are, you know? But yeah, they've dealt with some issues. I think they'll, they'll get through it. I think you've got some really good leadership over there. You know, a good, good county commission. I think it's their, their commission shaping up really well with that last election. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see. Um, uh, some of the, the kind of the lighter side of the news, uh, I see they're trying to get this pedal pub thing going. Uh, have you ever been on one of those? I haven't, but the people I talked to that have been on them, like down in the Twin Cities and stuff, yeah. um, said it was tough. <laughs> I uh, you on know, the liver and I, everything. I'm not a huge fan of working out while you're drinking. I, yeah. I could say, with the exception of maybe having a couple beers sometimes before a, a beer, you know, a Wednesday night sure. hockey game. Outside of that, I like to keep those two things separated. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, I'd probably take a ride in that thing. It's going to be a tour, talk about some of the buildings. You know, I was worried there was going to be a whole bunch. There's only one of them. So yeah. it's not like you're going to get stuck behind. It's going to take you into East Grand Forks. It's got kind of a figure eight loop. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a shot. I think it'll be it'll be kind of cool. I think we, you know, we tried the scooters. The scooters have been hit or miss at times. People like those. I don't really like some of the spots when they're laying out. But uh, let's try some of these things and get people uh, some, some other options for entertainment. Uh-oh, you got... Uh, Dropkick Murphy's must be calling you, huh? <laughs> Hold on. Hey, I'll call you right back. <laughs> Drives the number nine and sprint card, by the way. Um, okay, uh, he wants to go out and spray my yard, is what I'm thinking. Um, one thing that we have always had fun with uh, since you have been the mayor um, is the back to badge ride. Yeah. Um, boy, I tell you what, the first year, I, I thought it was huge. Yeah. Uh, last year was huger, uh, bigger, I thought. We went big and went bold last year. I haven't set a date. I'd like to do it again this year. I'm hoping it works out. Um, I think we're going to just keep it a little simpler this year. There's so many moving parts last year. It got to be just challenging. But mm-hmm. the most important for, thing for me is people coming out supporting the PD, um, getting out on their UTVs and their quads, going around town, showing that support. Uh, people need to know that this is a, a very safe, very law-abiding town that we respect our police officers. 
them knowing that that event happens, um, I think it, it, it just helps set your mood that you have a community that's behind you rather than against you. And, mm-hmm. you know, you go to Minneapolis, I can't imagine how those guys Bunch go out every day to try yeah. to do their job when you got literally just people hurling insults or worse mm-hmm. at you, quite frankly, and they have to go out there and do the job. So, you know, we're always going to take care of our police. They're going to get a big raise this year and it's part of the budget. And um, we added six officers this year. I, I want to make sure not only they're supportive, but that they've got enough so that they can do that community police and they can get out, talk to people, have good interactions where they're not just so busy on calls and traffic stops and paperwork all the time. Get enough where they're staffed up where they can do the, all the important work that they need to do. Right. Um, we had talked about this uh, the last time you were in here, uh, Mr. Mayor, the, the paddle wheel down in Town Square. And, oh. and I think we both agreed that it, it's a beautiful thing. It needs to be working again. I, we know it's going to cost a buttload of money to get her working, but it sounds like it's well, going to be done or not. I don't not? think so. so. Oh, no. You know what? We, we had them, the engineering look at it. We, we, we scraped the bottom of the barrel to find the funding sources for that thing. We found some federal funding that was, was kind of use it or lose it, but the bids came back uh, uh, way too high, like double. Um, oh boy. So I think it was going to be over a million dollars to fix it. So, um, uh, you know, I told staff and they obviously had the same recommendation to reject that bid. So we're going to have to try something else. I don't know if it's just going to be filling up those ponds, maybe still having that there without the water feature, uh, some other way to move forward and just uh, keep that feel um, or if there's a less expensive way to do it. But at that price tag, it just isn't going to work. I know there's been a little controversy over it. I've wanted that darn thing to work from the day I've gotten in. It just sure. wasn't maintained. And when it was originally built, I think it was one of those things that, Really had a 20-year life cycle, and they were fine with it back mm-hmm. then. Um, we just, you can't build things that way. You got to build them, uh, you know, the right way from the start where they can last. Look at the pot. I mean, look at a, you know, a fountain over in like Vienna, Austria, or yeah. somewhere else. Those things have been there for like three, 400 years yeah. and they're still, you know, working. <laughs> we got to build stuff like that where it's going to have everlasting, right. you know, sort of. Um, we just don't build that way, and it didn't get built that way after the flood, so... Uh, we'll have to, it'll kind of back to the drawing board on that one. So. Is the town square, it's not going to dry up and disappear, is it? You know, because we've got more things going on and more things being built, but I see they're bringing back Blues on the Red now this summer. And, and I've always really liked the town square. Um, I will be the first to admit there are times I drive by there and I don't want to even walk by there or even drive by there. But um, when there's something going on, it's a great place, the farmer's market and all that kind of stuff. But um, otherwise, after that, it's probably not being used we're, it's going to get some. I mean, we had some issues with the farmers market. There was some homeless population that was kind yeah. of some disruptions there. We've got that taken care okay. of. Um, that's a great venue. You know, you got the Epic by Beacon Public Square. It's going to be much bigger, and it's going to be really a, a great spot too. But th- that's not going anywhere. The, the the town square is going to be there. It just might not have a water feature right in the corner. It's still going to have the paddle wheel. Um, I think we're going to have to find a way to live with that, um, and we're going to continue. That's going to you know, it's gotten a lot of upgrades. Lowe's gave a a grant to the Downtown Development Association, which put some money into it. It, I mean, it looks nice. It's a pretty nice square, and I think we're going to t- continue to do events there, and it'll be a nice uh, secondary site if we have big concerts over at the, the Beacon by Epic, which is going to open this fall. We've got to yeah. do an event out there this fall when that public square opens. Oh, man, that is going to be fun. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going we're gonna to go on the lighter side now. Uh, I've been watching the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't know how much you've been following it or not, but um, I made a little reference to it on our update this morning. Uh, it's been 30 years now since a Canadian team has won the, <laughs> the, the Stanley Cup. Uh, for all of you people up north watching, boo-hoo. Uh, but there's no more Canadian teams left in this year's Stanley Cup. Have you been following? I followed that, that at least. You know, I haven't played for the Ottawa Senators. Granted, they didn't, they didn't go anywhere this year. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's always uh, your neighbors to the north, which makes up like 50% of the league. It's always interesting that they can't find a way to get it done. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, we've got the final four here. It's, uh, what do we got? Florida, um, 
Uh, we were just talking about those ahead of time. Florida, Las Vegas, uh, Carolina, and now we'll find out tonight if, yep. if Dave Haxtell makes the the final the conference finals. But yeah, it's fun to watch. You know, it's uh, it's uh, obviously I have a, a hockey background, and I don't get to watch it as much as I, I used to. Um, but uh, it's how the playoffs are exciting. I am. Um, I, I still am kind of um, butthurt about Vegas. Um, I, I don't think <laughs> a lot of people that go to you, Vegas get butthurt. Well, <laughs> on the casinos and other places. I, I'm, I'm talking hockey here <laughs> oh, now. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> they were basically handed a team of second liners uh, when this whole expansion came out. Uh, they'd since tweaked the expansion, but if you are handed a team, Mr. Mayor, of all second liners, how could you not win? I mean, how many teams are that good? And, and okay, granted, I know that was a while ago, but I still don't think they should. I don't think they deserve to be up there like that. I think Hack did it the right way. I think they did uh, out in Seattle where you got to earn your stripes. And uh, he's, he's taken them uh, quite a ways. Tonight's going to be a huge one. But I don't know. I, yeah. I, I just I, I can't find myself rooting for Las Vegas. Well, here's, here's what the National Hockey League decided to do. When you're, when you're going into a new market like Seattle, like Las Vegas, they decided to do the expansion draft differently. If anyone remembers back, I think it was like the early 90s. Uh, maybe I have the time period wrong. But when the, when the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning came into the league. Yep. yep. They, they did the expansion draft totally different then, and they gave them just a horse crap team. Yeah. They were terrible for like five years, and yep. it didn't really catch on as well then. The sport didn't there. So mm-hmm. now, obviously, Tampa's had great success oh, since yeah. then. And you're going to have these hotbeds. Maybe that's why Canada isn't doing well. You're going to get all the free agents that are going to go to, well, here, Florida. No sure, state why not? Tax. Yeah, Nevada, no state income tax. Great place to be. You're going to get the top pick of free agents already. So add to that the expansion draft and allowing you to take top players from every team. They mm-hmm. did get definitely got a foot uh, ahead that other expansion teams didn't. So that first year when they went to the finals, that was completely unfair. It was completely. But it's, it, it galvanized hockey in, in Las Vegas. Oh, that yeah. Mobile arena. Now people love it. So from a business sense, it makes, uh, it makes sense. But uh, business point but um you know when you're following the wild or whatever team you're following and you know it's kind of like well you got to take a couple of our, you know you got to take one of our players and it mm-hmm. wasn't, wasn't really fair you know i can see that but it's good for the game okay uh, any predictions on who's going to win lord stanley's cup you know florida um they look good. the panthers although you know you're getting into real good golf season down there well i guess oh, yeah. you got it all year round <laughs> down there um, I would say it'd be really cool to see Florida win. Dallas, uh, you know, you're going to have this team, whoever wins tonight, coming out of game seven. Um, they're going to be really, um, you know, they're going to be ready. You, sometimes yep. you go to game seven, and you're, but you're kind of battle-hardened. Mm-hmm. you got teams that have won five games, two of them, and now they're sitting back waiting. They're going to be ready to go. So I think whoever wins between Dallas and Seattle has a pretty good chance at winning yep. the Cup. And, and you know, it's uh, my wife and I argue about this all the time. I, I think it's the, the manly sport of all manly men, um, best of seven series is. I know uh, a friend of mine played in the NHL, and, and they had gone all the way up to Game 7 to make it into the finals, and I hadn't seen him all season. He came home, and he looked like he had aged about 15 years. <laughs> um, he was beat up like you wouldn't believe. He looked like he hadn't eaten in a month, but... Um, it's almost gets to be where it's attrition and, and, and who's got enough guys still standing and playing. But this tells you something. A guy takes a hockey puck to the eyeball or whatever and takes 50 stitches and has to have things stapled together and doesn't hardly miss a shift. You know, and, and then you watch like the NBA and soccer oh, and, and a bunch of but these guys are crazy unbelievable athletes yeah i never got to play in a game seven in the nhl playoffs but definitely played in a lot of game seven a lot of playoff series uh, through my my career and it's less about talent at that point it's about sheer sheerly imposing your will on the other team and that's what makes it so interesting is which team is just willing to give that little extra 
Um, yeah, I mean, these guys are, are tough as nails. I mean, you've, uh, um, I wasn't one of the toughest guys by any means out there, but my face took, certainly took a beating, broken my nose. You can still see the remnants today with all the scars, but yeah, I'm proud of every single one of them. It's like so, a good right-handed Sherwood hook. Yep, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you're going to see guys, they just care about the team. It's, you know, you take a puck to the face. Okay, well, is my orbital bone broken? No, but we got to do 30 stitches. Well, get them done between the periods so I can get yeah. back out there. I yeah. mean, that's that's just how these guys operate. Um, I don't think there's any sport like it. Uh, and they don't the call world. themselves, they don't say king before their names either <laughs> no if you yeah if you have to go I'm king leon Dreisaitl. call yourself the king yeah, yeah. You, then you're probably not their king james and oh uh, by the way the king missed three games because of a cramp uh anyway but um i had to, I had to <laughs> we'll get off that, of my little tangent we'll let that be but i think we're on the same page there <laughs> yeah, i think we are too uh anything you want to put out there uh before we cut you loose here no, we got uh, spring cleanup coming up uh, next week. Okay, so it yep. starts May twenty second. It's going to be the same, generally the same day as your trash cycle, but that can change just based on how much work we have to do. Uh, I'm going to be out there on Wednesday, so if your trash day is normally Wednesday, you might see me out there with one of the crews. I help pick up. I it's something really? I enjoy to do, enjoy doing. So you might catch me out there on one of the crews. So you can. Uh, you can jeer, you can bring cookies, or you can throw tomatoes, whichever you wish to do. All um, right. We'll be out there. I'd like to see stuff. on one of those crews picking up ditches out in the country because we know where those guys come oh, from. Oh, you want well, <laughs> you I mean, you're putting right me in. on the chain gang now? <laughs> Jeez. Well, hey, we see the chain gang. They walk by here all day long with the little kids. Got them all hooked up to their ropes and everything. Oh, but, okay. Um, well, that's a little different. There. Yeah. Is, is there something <laughs> being built across from what city council? Yeah, that's a project called Franklin on 4th. That's the old Lions place. Uh, that's okay. another one. I mean, there's just a hole in the ground now. They worked on that last fall, did all the pilings. So that one's going to be coming hole, yeah. up. Um, another, you know, great, uh, great project. I think uh, if you're a contractor in this town right now um, and you don't have work, it'd be pretty surprising. So. Right, right. Well, um, again, coming up Thursday, 730, Cloud 9 and Demers and 4th, National Day of Prayer. You're going to be there along with Mayor Gander from East Grand Forks and some uh, other locals. It should be a, a good thing. Uh, National Day of Prayer. Yeah, here I got, can I, here's who we're going to have speaking that day. Okay. I got it right here. So you want to see the list. It looks like uh, it'll be uh, Tim Curry. It'll be Mayor Steve Gander, Pastor Sam um, over at Christ the King. Mm-hmm. We'll have... Um, uh, well, let's see here. Else, do we got? We're going to have uh, Chief Nelson, uh, myself, and Mother Cole uh, for gospel outreach. We'll have six or seven uh, prayer leaders. We'll have some worship music, and um, it's just a great day. It just lifts everybody up, lifts the whole community up. So, yeah. please get out there. Make the more the merrier. Let's put that way. And you get a free breakfast too. So, absolutely. And we did get one more comment. Uh, good to see South Washington extending to the four lanes, going up south more. Uh, we needed that. That's a good thing. It's those. It's not cheap because those are local roads, but we're going to keep working south. It'll be at the 62nd probably in another five years. Um, yeah, that's progress. Thanks for coming in again. Thanks for having me as always. You know, it's it's uh, this time when I called you, I texted you, and I gave you a couple of days with no reply, and then all I did was send text you a question mark, and it was like, boom, there I think you were. You texted me when I was yeah, I was driving to Minneapolis or something, oh, yeah. and I was it's, like, oh, John, come on. Give I think it was weekend. like a Friday when I texted you, and I, yeah. I didn't really expect an, uh, an answer, but... Uh, you always um, have have been really good to us about coming in here, and we sure appreciate it. Uh, I still think you are doing a fantastic job. 
I appreciate it. You guys have a great rest of the week. All right. Thank you. There you go. Grand Forks Mayor Brandon Bochensky. And by the way, your show today brought to you by Muskox. Hey, if you move snow with a skid steer, you've got to see the Muskox difference. A patented back drag feature allows operators to blow snow while back dragging in front of obstructions. You know, garage doors, siding, and fire hydrants. Now, this saves time and money while lowering injury risk by decreasing manual labor. The optional dual auger, called the Dually, helps the operator eat through big snow falls, ice-crusted snow, and blow more snow while back dragging. And the glide plate, it allows you to glide over grass and gravel without ripping up the soft surfaces. Subsequently, create an instant torque of the lower cutting edge to break up snow and ice to better expose hard surfaces. See the Muskox difference. Go to muskox.com or Facebook at Muskox Snowblowers or call 218-288-1905. See the difference for yourself. It's the Muskox difference. All righty. The Great Reset, by the way, is back tomorrow with, does anybody really know what time it is? Part three. David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition will be here as usual, so make sure you tune in. It'll be a great show. It always is. Hey, Kit Brennan has common sense uncensored at 1 o'clock today. Enjoy and remember to like, share, tag, and follow us on your favorite app. Uh, Hit that notification bell on your smartphone, too. It dings every time we go on the air. It's a great thing. You'll never miss a show. Hey, the Grand Cities are wonderful. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.